the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tuesday. Guess who's here? Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Good morning. It's good to have you with us. So nice Elizabeth Sotolara is here. Got her in the studio today. Couldn't come last week. Uh, had some personal issues they had to take care of at the Sotolara family. But now, without further ado, she's back in the studio again. It's good to have her here. The, uh, the Bible guys will be here later, except for Steve he won't be here today because he's got to work. And when the government work. calls, he's got to work. work. He works over at the Air Force Base. So just know he won't be here. All right. So Biden did a Hillary Clinton. He's, How would that be? He's done a Hillary Clinton. I'm just telling you. See if you guys. Sleepy you, Joe. You, I brought this up to you today. You hadn't even heard about it yet. Mm-mm. Hang in there. It's This is going to be everywhere. This is going to. This is his basketful of deplorables moment. Uh, he was in front of the uh, Human Rights Campaign annual dinner in Washington, D.C., speaking about the, uh, the fight for LGBTQ rights and the need to treat everyone with dignity. And uh, everyone. he said that, uh, <laughs> well, he criticized President Trump as being an ally for the forces of intolerance. And using the White House as a literal bully pulpit. When has the White House never been used as a bully pulpit? Oh, only when liberals are in it. They, it when they get up there and they uh, say we got to do it this way, we got to do it that way. That's not the bully pulpit because we know all liberals are uh, completely factual and true. Absolutely. <laughs> not, not the case. After being introduced by the LRC president, Chad Griffin, Biden soon tore into Christians and other socially conservative supporters of President Donald Trump. I'm going to quote him here. These forces of intolerance remain determined to undermine and roll back the progress you all have made. Biden proclaimed during his keynote address at last weekend's LGBTQ fundraiser. Uh, This was reported on the Todd Starnes show, by the way. Quote, this is the quote you need to hear. They are a small percentage of the American people, virulent people, some of them the dregs of society. That's it again. Let me give it to you again. 
They are a small percentage of the American people, virulent people, some of them the dregs of society. But we were speaking at an event about the ability to treat everyone with dignity. Yeah, I'm going to get a shirt says dreg of society. Good grief. I'm a dreg of society. I am. A look, deplorable dreg, baby. If I could, can they see it? I don't know if you can see it on on uh, Facebook or not. Can you see the sign on the window between my studio and Heidi's studio? It says pro-life. It's right there on the window. Right there, yeah. The big sticker says pro-life. I am adamantly pro-life. I have been pro-life all of my life. I've been pro-life. I mean, I I don't do it now. I'm thinking about starting it again now that I got all my kids out of the house. But uh, I'm thinking seriously of taking uh, unwed mothers who have been thrown out of their homes teenage girls, young women, and giving them a place to stay uh, at my house so they have a roof over their head. Don't think when you're eight months pregnant that you should be in a shelter somewhere. I think you you should have a place that's comfortable and, and you know you're going to get fed and, and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it's... I'm tired of this. You know, this this is a man who wants to be president. So there you go. We're the dregs of society. We were a basket full of deplorables last time. I think this is worse than deplorables. This is dregs of society. That's bottom of the barrel, folks. That's what he's saying. Now, People Magazine, I, I tried to print it off, but I couldn't get it to print. It, it would only print another a, a, a face page. It wouldn't print the story. Probably for reasons that they know. <laughs> they don't want people to have the story. But People Magazine at People.com said that uh, this was being taken out of context. He said, you got to understand, they said, he's not calling all Trump supporters dregs of society. He's just calling a, a small percentage. He's calling the pro-life segment of our society virulent and the dregs of society. You know Rose, right? Absolutely. Yeah, she's a dreg of society. She sure is. She's a dreg of society. It's unbelievable. Where am I speaking tomorrow? You talked me into coming out to speak somewhere. Where the am Faulkner I coming? County Republican Women's Meeting tomorrow okay. at lunch. Where am I going to be at? Mike's Place in Conway, Arkansas at 1130 a.m. Are there plenty of seats? Can people come see Absolutely. me? Absolutely. All right. If you want to come, be there. At All a right. restaurant. Yeah, I'm going to be so, talking. Yeah, no, be, you got to do the thing. Yeah, you right? got to, you got to, you got to wear your mask when you come in and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're going to buy your own lunch. It's not being furnished, but uh, you can sit down and listen. I'm going. When we talk about this, this is him. This is big deal. I believe. Again, let me say what they said. A small percentage of the American people, virulent people. I'm a small. I'm 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 part of this small, very virulent people. What's the uh, what's the Webster's dictionary uh, definition of virulent? <laughs> what is it? V E O V I R U L E N T. Let's check that. Some out. of them, the dregs of society. Some of that percentage of people are dregs of society. You're as bad as COVID. Let's see if he can <laughs> see if he can figure that one. 
See if we can figure it out. Characterized by causing or promoting rapid onset of severe illness. There you go. Capable of causing disease. Aggressively I'm, I'm passing a disease in America. Yeah. Do you think I pass a disease in America, Heidi? Do I pass a disease in America? You call, you call me, do you think I'm a virulent person? That's what Biden thinks I am. Conservativism. He says that I'm one of the dregs of society. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You don't want, I can't say on public radio what I think of Biden. I really can't. I, I just keep my mouth shut basically about him. I just, I, I just say what he says. I don't have to say anything else. Anything else. Uh, according to the Family Research Council, Biden's drug slam is a reminder of the hostility that Christians face. And I've been telling you about this. It, it's getting worse uh, and worse. Did, uh, Jim Caviezel, did you see what he had to say over the weekend? I missed that one. You know who he is, right? He was the actor the who played oh, Christ. that's right, the actor, that's he right. He played that's Christ right. on uh, the, the Passion. That's right. He said that uh, the... Uh, persecution prosecution the persecution of christians was just going to continue to get worse and worse not in other parts of the of the world but in america uh, and i'll i'll show you that in a moment with kumo uh the governor of new york and what he had to say uh, about the jewish community what what amazed me about kumo is that he was talking about how the Jewish community kept breaking the law about how many people could be together. Oh, is those it, synagogues. It's supposed to be 50, only those 50. synagogues. And he says now they're up to like 1,000, and he showed this picture. The picture was from a funeral of a Rabbi Tenenbaum back in 2006. Oh, good. <laughs> Fake news. And guess what? The media ate it up. They didn't check on it. They just ate not. it up. Look who said it. They don't fact check the left. Yeah, amazing. They don't fact check the left. The media now is what? nothing but part of the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. You know that. Anyway, he uh, here's what Kumo said. I, I want you to hear what he said. We know religious institutions have been a problem. We know mass gatherings are the super spreader events. We know there have been mass gatherings going on in con, uh, concert with the religious institutions in these communities for weeks. For weeks, he said. For weeks. He said for weeks. Since then 2006. He, and then he said, for weeks. <laughs> he wanted to, you know, make it big. I don't mean little violations. I'm talking about you're supposed to only have 50 outdoors. They had 1,000. The governor referred to pictures from the past couple of weeks, in quotes, calling the pictures emblematic of the mass religious gatherings occurring during the pandemic. But the photos that Kumo referred to are from 2006 and show the funeral of Rabbi uh, Tedenbaum, according to Jewish leader Jacob Kornblu, uh, Kumo's official or office, did not immediately respond to a press inquiry regarding those photos. He went on to say that he understood that closing down religious institutions can lead to, quote, uncomfortable, unquote, <laughs> can I say unconstitutional, unquote, situations, but that he will tell the Orthodox community today, quote, if you're not willing to live with these rules, 
then I'm going to close the synagogues, unquote. Look, I got a 30-year relationship with the Orthodox community. Goes back to my dad. Got a very close personal relationship with them. This is the last thing I want to do. Forget the politics. I don't care about that anymore. B.S. Anyway, (laughs) personally, I don't want to have this conversation. It's a difficult conversation. And you're right on the line of government intrusion on religion. So it's hard. How can it not be government intrusion if they say they have to shut down the synagogues? Sounds to me if the government's telling them they got to shut the doors of their religious institution, that is an intrusion of the government, period. And as Americans, are we going to put up with this crap? They're already doing it to us all over the country in other ways through churches. You can't meet, you can't do this, you can't do that, but boy, we can sure get in the streets and protest tear things down and ruin people's livelihoods and burn their businesses, and that's okay. Check this out. I didn't even know this. It's, there's more of this stuff coming out. The uh, New York governor also described how health department officials can help monitor whether religious institutions are following uh, the COVID-19 restrictions. He offered the example of a Nassau County Department of Health official who is stationed in front of St. Peter's Church. Quote, the capacity is 150, he said, speaking as a hypothetical state official running the task force. Quote, you stand at the front door. When they go over 75, you close the door and call me. And if you have any problem, the state police is down the block and he'll come help you. Is that government intrusion? Is that good enough? Huh? Is that good enough that the police are going to show up at your, your, your church and say, you can't, you can't do this? You can't meet the worship? Is that not government intrusion? How much different is that than quartering foreign soldiers in your homes? Good God, Okay, people. come on. Unbelievable. We've got to step up to this. We've got to step up to this. And guess what? All of these things you're talking about are going to happen faster than you can snap your fingers. And don't think it won't happen here. Don't think it won't happen here. 620, that's what that lawsuit is about with the Arkansas Department of Education. They are an unelected bunch of bureaucrats. I understand they're doctors, but they do not have the right under the Constitution of Arkansas to make law. Period. Period. All right. 20 after 6. We'll take a break. We'll get more coming back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. There's more going on. Make you feel good. We got, we got a caller. Everybody, somebody, we got a caller calling in. Phone line's open. Always is. 823-0965. Let's talk. And uh, who we got, <laughs> Heidi? Oh, Willie's going to join us. All right. Bring him up. Hey, Willie, how are you? All right, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great as a dreg of society. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I am. I'm a dreg of society. Are you a dreg of society? Deplorable dreg. Yes, I am. Okay. All right, so you're a dreg of society, too. I guess Biden wants us to go hide our faces in shame. I'm going to wear that that badge like a badge of honor. Well, 
This reminds me of the Gestapo or the KGB or something. Yeah, it's kind of scary, isn't it? And we're letting it happen. What was it that I said yesterday? Were you listening when Jan asked me what was the biggest surprise that I got because of COVID-19? And I said the willingness of the American people to give up their rights. No, I wasn't listening then. Yeah, I'm, I was talking about that. And then uh, Pastor Iverson uh, Jackson said fear has drove people to give up their rights. And this is what Franklin warned us about. When he said, those who are willing to give up a little freedom for a little security will in the end have neither. And that's what is happening in this country now. It's happening. Ben Franklin? Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. He said that back, uh, you know, around the beginning of this country. That's right. Gosh. A lady out in the street asked him, what are y'all doing in there when they created the, uh, not the Constitution, it was the, no, the Constitution. Articles of Confederacy, gave wasn't you, it? No, he or said, we gave, you, we gave you a Constitution we gave you if you a can keep it. it. Yeah. If you can keep if it. If you can keep it. Well. I'm seeing things crumble in this country, Willie, right now that are very, very, very Serious, concerning. Well, right now, Dave, this is not the country I grew up in. Well, no, it's not. It's not the country I grew and up in. And we need to take it back. That's the problem. We need to step up and take it back. I can tell you, the World War II generation, my dad and my mom, God bless their souls, they're both gone now. But my father, he wouldn't have put up with this crap. He just would not have put up. What he would have done is that he wouldn't have complied. Many people are not. And getting arrested for it. My my daddy would have too. He served in World War II on an aircraft carrier. What would your? Let me ask you a question. What do you think your father would have done if somebody had stood up in the well of the House of Representatives or the well of the Senate and said that they were a socialist or a communist and they they were going to change American government? You think he'd been happy with that? No, I'd kick the Joker out of the country. Yeah, that my that my dad wouldn't. Have. He started cleaning his M one. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. He he talked about those people when I was a kid, saying I fought against those people in Europe, and we right. fought against them in the Pacific. We're not going to let them in our country, and that's exactly what we've done now. Exactly. You, know, you remember what what Khrushchev said, don't you? Yeah, we'll bury you. And you, your country will fall within. Without firing a shot. That's exactly right. That's it. But see, that you know, have you have you ever heard that, Heidi? You ever heard that? See, she's never even heard that because That's she right. wasn't taught it in school. We were taught that in school. They played that black and white uh, tape uh, of him at the U.N. taking his, he he took his, his shoe. Yeah, he took his shoe off, Heidi, and was beating it on on the on the desk and he says we will bury you that's what he said i I don't trust a russian as far as i can throw them i don't yeah whether i don't trust them if they're russian or chai cons either either way i don't either dave i don't either all right willie thanks for the call appreciate it here on the morning on the dave ellswick show phone lines open eight two three oh nine six five folks when i start seeing that Como in New York is saying they put a Nassau County health official at St. Peter's Church. All right. At St. Peter's Church. 
and uh, the capacity is 150. You stand at the front door. When they go over 75, you close the door and you call me. Call the governor. Call the governor. And if you have any problem, we've got a state police officer down the block and he'll come and help you close the door. This is a setup for Civil War, Dave. This is a setup. The only thing that's holding us back from these people taking us over is our Second Amendment rights. And if we didn't have those rights, we wouldn't be sitting here now. I'm just telling you, you know, when they tell you that we're going to close down the synagogues because, you know, you guys are meeting. I mean, look at Grace Community Church out in uh, San Diego because he can because MacArthur kept meeting out there. He has had a, a, a. you know, a contract with the county for 45 years for parking. They rescinded his contract. All right. We'll talk about that later as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Are we all right now? Do me a favor. Call Hugh and say he can be on when he gets on, but he can't be on when I'm on. <laughs> I don't get on his show. You want to tell him that I don't get on his show? Don't get on my show. Hey, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back. Chill, buddy. <laughs> Chill. Hey, uh, hey, dude. Real quickly here. Uh, thank you and uh, hi uh, to Phyllis from Indiana and uh, Mary Jo. And you said Mary Jo is on every day on Facebook. Mary Jo visits every she, day with she us. She local? She is not local, I don't believe. Okay, so someplace in the country as well. Someplace in the country. All right. Near the stables. Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis is uh, from Indiana and evidently at one time listened to me when I was at WIBC. So say she knows your voice from way back Yeah, Indiana. so she knows me. Well, that's how I got to know. I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, Phyllis's husband here locally. Uh, she works over by the governor's office. You know who I'm talking about? Mm, not, a, not offhand. Nate's wife. Oh, Bill. Yeah, Nate Bell. Mm-hmm. Nate Bell, it was so funny when I came here, uh, when he decided to run for office, he called me and he said, I, I had to call you. I've been listening to you since you got here to Arkansas. He says, I used to listen to you all the time when you were at WIBC. Oh, really? Because he, okay. had, moved, he had moved he knew, here from he Indiana, too. Uh-huh. So, uh, and, and what you get here is no different than what they got in Indiana. What happened in Indiana, the same thing happened here. It went red. It ended up going, uh, you know, conservative. Because when people finally figure out what's really going on, there is no other choice. Well, and that's the truth. Now, I believe that's the truth. I mean, uh, if if what Cuomo is doing up in New York and the Democrats aren't screaming about it and Biden's not screaming. Remember, Biden said, I am the Democrat Party. And then he didn't want All to right. talk about what I he stood for. I am the Democrat Party. He didn't say I'm Spartacus. I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> I am the Democrat Party. And, uh, you know, Kumo says this stuff, and not a peep. We're going to shut down the synagogues. We're going we're gonna to put, we put health officials in front of churches. And uh, you can have 150 people, and you get up to 75. We're going to tell you to close your doors. And if you don't, we'll get the state police to come help you do it. For all of us, that should get very, very visible, visual, visceral, I, visceral, thank you, uh, <laughs> reactions. 
But I'm seeing the same kind of reactions that the colonies had at the beginning when they were trying to figure out was freedom worth it. And you go, what are you talking about? All right, let's do some history here. Were all of the colonies for breaking away from Great Britain? No. Thank you. No, they were not. There was a huge discussion. There was a, <laughs> and there was a huge argument about it because unlike Black Lives Matter, said that uh, it was just a bunch of uh, guys that owned businesses that were wanting to make more money. The people who did not want freedom said, why do I want to break my relationship with Great Britain? They I'm take, making good money. And they take care of us. Yeah, who there you go. What does that sound like? All right, they, they take, the government takes good care of us and yada, 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 yada. And then the other one said, we're going to pledge you know, our fidelity to our new nation and we're going to lay upon uh, that our, uh, our lives and our families and our businesses and everything else so that we can be free. Liberty, baby. How many, more, how many people do we got that are willing to lay it all out for freedom again? Because it seems to me that it's starting to get to that point when a governor of a state starts shutting down churches and synagogues. And uh, I got it. It's like I was talking about Macron yesterday and what they're doing to the Muslims. That's not right either. Mm-mm. Because if they do it, it's the old saying, if they do it to them, they can do it to you. Well, and this is what I was thinking of. They're hitting, hitting on the churches right now. But even if you're not a churchgoer, you need to pay attention if you believe in liberty. Because guess what? They're not going to stop with the churches. Well, you know, Macron says he doesn't like homeschooling. I'm going to tell you what the bottom line is here in this country. A a majority of politicians don't like homeschooling either. Because they can't control. They can't control what you're teaching your children. You can't teach your children what they don't agree with. Oh, my gosh. That's the way it goes. Now, there is some good news. I want to give you some good news. (laughs) You ready for some good news, Heidi? Heidi's ready. All right. The Supreme Court yesterday, our Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, yes, reinstated a requirement that South Carolina, and boy, the Democrats are, are yelping. Losing their minds. They're yelping like scalded dogs right now. What did they re- reassign? Uh, well, they reinstated a requirement that South Carolina residents voting by mail in November's election have to get a witness to sign their ballots to say that it's who they are. That is so difficult. How dare you? You are disenfranchising people by making them have to demand that we know who they are to vote in our country. While the high court reinstated the requirement as a lawsuit over it uh, proceeds, Voters have already started returning ballots. More than 200,000 absentee ballots have been mailed, and 18,000 have been returned because of that requirement. GOP uh, uh, looked at all of this and, uh, and said, hey, we, this, is, this is important. Got to pay attention. Uh, the court said that any ballots cast before the court's action Monday evening, quote, and received within two days of this order may not be rejected for failing to comply with the witness requirement. Okay, 
Fair enough. State Republican Party Chairman Drew McKissick, who's been on this show, talking about this particular issue, cheered the decision, quote, despite the Democrats' efforts to hijack a pandemic and use it to meddle with our election laws, they've lost. We're pleased the Supreme Court reinstated the witness signature requirement and recognized its importance in helping to prevent election fraud. State Democratic Party Chairman Trave Robertson expressed disappointment with the decision, quote, our hopes is that no one gets COVID-19 trying to find a witness. For my for the folks that I have watching me on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously. And they're just, let's you be, know. Let's be <laughs> that You can't even take that serious. I'm sorry. We are disappointed, but elections have consequences. He said in a, in a statement, hey, we're just, we're just really disappointed, but hey, elections do have consequences. Uh, South Carolina has had a witness requirement for absentee voters since the, the year I was born. And I was born a long time ago. Okay, just letting you know. Uh, under the current law, 1953 it was. Under the current law, voters returning mail-in ballots swear an oath printed on the return envelope that confirms they are eligible to vote and that the ballot inside is theirs, among other things. The oath has to be witnessed by one other person who has to sign below the voter's signature and write their address. Pointing to the COVID-19 state and national Democratic Party organizations and several individual voters challenged the requirement in other parts of state election law, and a judge blocked the witness requirement before the state's primary in June. After the primary in response to the pandemic, state lawmakers made changes to the state's election law, including allowing all residents to vote absentee in November, but they left the witness requirement in place. U.S. District Court Judge J. Michelle Childs, an appointee of President Barack Obama last month, put the witness requirement on hold for the presidential election. She wrote that it could increase the risk of some voters contracting uh covid 19 so and let's make sure that you know here? everything we do is dictated by this not so terribly horribly virulent contagious disease that's out there we have to underturn and overturn every you know it's the same old thing they have not let this crisis go to waste <laughs> no <laughs> and they're certainly using it on us for, that for they the learned from rom emmanuel <laughs> that's right is, is never let a, a good crisis and he did and he did qualify the crisis uh, he didn't just say any crisis. any crisis well but they took it like Go they do everything waste. else and ran with it yeah. any crisis now yeah and they they use all, all of that uh, elizabeth tearing up my studio right now That's i'm getting okay. excited over here Dave. just getting me all worked up all right quarter to seven uh bible guys coming up at seven o'clock if you still have a bible question you want to get in all you have to do is send it to BibleGuys at Salem, S-A-L-E-M, L-R dot com. That's BibleGuys at Salem, L-R dot com.
Nine minutes. Nine minutes till seven. Bible guys coming up at six after seven. Uh, if you got uh, a question still, it's uh, Bible guys at Salem, S A L E M L R dot com. I'll let you know right now. I'm going to talk about those first two stories that I mentioned to you, uh, where Biden called uh, Christians virulent people and dregs of society, especially if you are Christian pro-life, and talk about that. And I know that some of you hate it when I say this, but if you're Christian and you say you're not pro-life, I question your Christianity. Sorry, but uh, you're going against Scripture, totally. That's all there is to it. You're just going against Scripture. So uh, you I know, wonder what Mr. Biden's that. Catholic priest thinks about his yeah I'm, I'm the catholic church <laughs> i thought i saw that they issued a statement let me see of course let me look at that story one more wasn't time. it Maybe. biden who was turned away from from having yes. communion because of his he was abortion at one, stance at one point yes he was because he believes in murdering children before yeah, they're born I'm looking um I'm not seeing. Da, 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 I will da, da, find. Da. I will find the statement. There, there is a small quote that is that is just a small quote. is amazing to me. The, don't expect the Pope to say anything positive. Oh, heavens no. Against Biden because he said everything negative that he can against Trump, capitalism, and everything else. I mean, period. He's 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 as big as a socialist as a lot of uh, Europeans are. That's it. Uh, but uh, keep know that that's happening <coughs> but i really and we we need to be you know in prayer for our brothers and sisters in christ in new york when you have a governor that has come out and said look i'm going to shut down the uh i'm, I'm going to shut down the synagogues and I'll, I'll shut down saint peter's uh over over this and and i'll put state police officers in in front of your doors to keep them close and i i like how he says some of the stuff that he says in here he says one thing and then follows it up with just the opposite um our native american brothers would say he speaks with forked tongue all right i mean that's basically what it is uh kumo said he understood that closing down religious institutions can lead to quote uncomfortable that's his word, uncomfortable. A new word for unconstitutional. Situations. But that he'll tell the Orthodox community today, if you're not willing to live with these rules, then I'm going to close the synagogues. Listen to that. If you don't live with our rules, we're, we're going to close. Shut we're going to shut down your synagogues. Uh, he goes back to my father. I've got a very close relation and uh, personal relationship with the uh, uh, synagogues, the Jewish uh, Folks, this is the last thing I want to do. Forget the politics. Oh, please. Oh, please. This is the last <laughs> thing I want to do. Forget the politics. If he wasn't uh, in front I don't of the care camera. about that anymore. Uh, personally, I don't want to have this conversation. It's a difficult conversation. And you're right on the line of government intrusion on religion. Heidi, you're, you're basically my middle-of-the-road person. If somebody says that this isn't government, it's not government intrusion for them to close down a church, 
and close down synagogues. Tell synagogues, you've got to close. And in other cases, put legal authorities in front of churches to make sure people can't go through the doors. Would you say that's government intrusion? Yeah, she says. She just looks at me and goes, she just raises her shoulder and said, well, yeah. And it's kind of hard to say that's not government intrusion when you're using the force of the government to close somebody's doors. That's government intrusion. And that should concern you. Because if he gets away with it, you know. Well, we're already shutting down in other states, you know, businesses, everything else. And we're taking people out, literally, because they can't make a living anymore. I really kind of think now that they don't it, want us to worship. How, how long were businesses going to say, yeah, OK, only a third? I want you to think about that. That doesn't make that much of a difference. No. And, you know, Dave, I said this in the beginning. and I've said this so many times over the years. There's so many of us. If no one, if all of us said we're not going to do this, they could not stop us. Well, they could not but stop But it's the owners us. that have to make the, the decision. And it's like you said, it's the fear, and it's irrational fear. Yeah. The owners uh, have got to make up their mind. That they're not going to put up with that this they're, anymore. That they're going to tell the Arkansas Department of Health, stick it where the sun don't shine. Or, hey, Gov, if you're going to go with this, then uh, you better be ponying up a bunch of money to keep businesses from going under because businesses are going under. That's right. Either Congress needs to get off the stick up there and do something to save the economy or open up the country. One or the other. Yeah, because if you're saying, if you're making the rules saying that they can't open fully, then you need to take care of the business. you, you shoulder the responsibility of what happens. Now, let me make a real quick comment. I don't want to be on the dole. I don't want no. the government to bail everybody out. Yep. I want them to open the country. We can do this ourselves. But this is where they have placed us. You're, we you're, are allowing the, these it. These businesses are a rock in a hard place right now. We are allowing it. They really are. They're in a rock in a hard place. A lot of these people that have some of these uh, restaurants have poured their lives into them almost everybody has when they own their business day you, you know. know that anybody i know who owns the business that's their life that's where they has make the living for reopened? their family are they open do we I don't know is those open? i don't know have the democrats allowed them to reopen i don't know but we've lost two <laughs> of our long-standing staple restaurants in conway early on i mean they were they were closed in april may and they're done they're gone forever bob's grill downtown has been in conway forever is that the Literally. big place down there? The diner downtown. Yeah. It's such a. They closed it? It's a greasy diner. Yeah. It's closed. Wow. They closed back Good in, place I want to say, May, and it's over. Great they place. They have to sold eat. out. It's done. They're closed. First time I had uh, lunch with uh, uh, Bazette of uh, New Life yeah. Church, Pastor Bazette was there. That's where we One we of those community places you go and you see everybody, you know the people, yeah. you know, and everybody, it's gone. Done. Now, wow. they've sold it. They say they're going to reopen. Nobody knows. There's another joint down around yeah, the corner. Yeah, but normally for me. people who reopen don't have the same. Oh, it won't be thought the same. process like the oyster bar. No, I went back to the oyster the bar when it opened. It, it, they changed the whole menu. We I don't had, go anymore. Well, and we had a, a business close in Conway years ago, Stobie's, when it had a fire. Right, a couple I of years, that. I think they were closed. Best, same thing. Some of the best cheese dipper. They've reopened. Well, it's not the same. Somebody the atmosphere. Else? No, same company, oh. same same family, family-owned business, but it is not the same. Uh, they 
still have food that they had before, but it's not, the, you know, the, the grill that yeah. had been there forever and all that. The food's well, not the same. Well, it's gone. I mean, it burned. But the right? restaurants, the restaurants are that. suffering, and we've got to figure out a way to help those people out. And, you know, well, the, the way we can help the people out is to tell the government to get out of their business. That's, That's right. the bottom line. Reopen. All right, let's take a break. Bible guys are coming. We're going to be talking about religious freedom today, I can tell you, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Something else that we should start playing is a little Keith Green from back in the day. Oh, right. Calling the church to do what the church is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, seriously. But, I, you know, I, and Scott and, and Billy didn't get to listen to the uh, some of the first hour. And by the way, Steve won't be here today. He's got to uh, be on base working with people. Boy, he'd be, he'd be fired up today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we're going to talk about next, he'd be fired up. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing with uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, oh, it, it's threatening yesterday uh, to close down religious institutions. Incredible. And and he doesn't see it as government intrusion. Yeah. What, what, what? Isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Is is this government intrusion that the governor says you got to close your doors? And this is for Jewish synagogues. Is right it now. specifically? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it yes. is specific to them. And Billy, as we were talking before we came on, said, these are the high holy days for Jews, and Orthodox Jews especially. Yeah. They're going to show up whether you like it or not. Yeah. So what are you going to do? you going to put National Guard troops in front of uh, synagogues to keep them out? <laughs> oh, I hope they do that. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I hope they do I, that. I just... that's, the, that's the kind of photo... That's the kind of optics I need to make sure people understand what's right. happening what's, here. What's on the line here? Yep, it's incredulous. I mean, it, it's it's really amazing to me. Kumo said he understood that closing down religious institutions can lead to his words, not mine, uncomfortable uh, situations. <laughs> but that he'll tell the Orthodox community today, "quote If you're not willing to live with these rules." then I'm going to close the synagogues. He has no constitutional authority or right to do that. Right. Hey, well, it won't, it won't stop them. Uh, I, I was actually, so I work with um, four uh, Orthodox Jews who live in New York. Um, and, and I was talking to one of them yesterday, and he they live, he specifically lives in, in a relatively large apartment building that is by and large Orthodox Jews. And he said, you know, they were gathered on the roof um uh, on on sabbath over the weekend mm-hmm. and he was there said more there than was, 50 uh, absolutely and he said there was it's against this, the law there was this underlying anxiety about 
the government's reaction to the fact that they were gathered for the high holy days. And I said, you know, I told him yesterday, I said, you know, where have we come to as a country that when we gather, we are anxious about how our government may react? This is not what the founding of the United States was about. The founding of the United States was to provide the liberty that we could do those sorts of things without having to worry about a government. I think the last time we had feelings like this is before we left Europe. Yeah, that's, I, I told Dave, and someone may give me a call later, but I told Dave uh, I'd, I'd like to remind that particular governor that uh, we shot a whole bunch of folks once before and ran away from them so that we could have the kind of liberties he's talking about taking away. Now, the governor says, look, I'm not talking about little violations here. So you can't, more than 50 people can't get together outdoors. They had thousands. Then he had pictures from 2006 right. showing thousands of people coming together. Uh, let me oh, just, so the photograph was from 2006? Yes. The funeral of uh, Tedabom, the, the, oh, uh, the right. rabbi. Yeah, remember so when he, when he died, picture. he was a big, big Orthodox rabbi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. Uh, he says, it goes back to my father. I have a very close personal relationship with the uh, with them, them being Jewish people. This is the last thing I want to do. Forget the politics. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, I don't care about that anymore. Personally, I don't want to have this conversation. It's a difficult conversation, and you... And you're right on the line of government intrusion. You're no, right. You're, over you're right on the line. Yeah, but you've gone over that line yeah. a long time ago. Anyway, so it's hard. Now, for all of us non us Gentiles out here, and you're thinking, okay, well, that's just the Jews, mm-hmm. all right. Now, this is the way it goes for the Jews. They're supposed to be persecuted, right? I mean, that's uh, that's that's their history. Here you go. The New York governor also described how health department officials can help monitor whether religious institutions are following coronavirus restrictions. He offered the example. Now, I bet you didn't know this is going on. He said that the Nassau County Department of Health, they've got an official who is stationed in front of St. Peter's Church. Quote, the capacity is 150, he said, speaking as a hypothetical state official running the task force. You stand at the front door. When they go over 75, you close the door and you call me. You call the governor. And if you have any problems, the state police are right down the block and uh, he'll come help you. I thought he was going to defund them. Yeah. Yeah. He'll come... He'll come help you. I mean, uh, it's nice to see them. Help. It's nice to see them take off their mask and prove who they really are. I mean, at least we don't have to. We don't have to guess anymore, right? Well, Dave, um, do you think this is going to finally wake up? Let's say the the a lot of the Jewish community in New York that typically does vote. I would hope so. I don't know how much of them are Orthodox. Yeah, it, the Orthodox. I got to be. They're probably Trump. What about the, the, the Hasidics? Are probably actually Trump. you would you would be surprised. Really, um, I don't know why, but by and large, the the Jewish community, particularly in New York, still votes Democrat. I think it goes back to it. FDR and and some of the stuff that happened during the Second World War. But um, it, you would think what 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 about Democrats who are who you know. Typically, they were the big free speech people. They were the ones. Remember Berkeley, that, that little spot where, you know, I mean, it, they were typically the free speechers, the one, you know, you don't want to in, 
you know you now you're invading. talking about me back in the 60s oh really oh you know, yeah so what about those type of of liberals when they see this are they like you know they want to close their eyes type thing or are they like you know what that's well, not those type we, of liberals are now conservatives like me <laughs> yeah all right yeah, seriously that are saying hey we're, we're talking about freedom of religion we're talking about the first amendment of the constitution whose first few two sentences are all about freedom of religion right what happened to that making no laws sort of thing yeah yeah the government shall make no no law regarding establishment of religion i I, i'm pretty much speechless about this right now because you know there was nothing said when ramadan came along uh i think they actually encouraged them to get to to get together um, there was there was nothing said when BLM was in the streets. Nope. There was nothing said uh, when the uh, when Antifa, the, when the was, out when the Antifa was out in the streets. Nothing was said about any of those. And, but didn't the mayor of New York also say several months ago some similar threat to the Jewish community yeah, as well? Yeah, because the bottom line is that they look at Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They back them completely. And, uh, of course, those aren't super spreader events, although we know right. that that is not true. We've seen it happen in some other cities. Well, if any gathering of 50 is supposed to be a super spreader, than any, certainly in any gathering at all, period. Yeah, well, Unless it's a, if it's a liberal gathering, then germs don't spread. That's right. Or, I mean, yeah. Is that what yeah. happens? The yeah. germs see that you're liberal and, and they, they avoid spread. you. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they avoid you. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way it goes. And and what about Biden? I wonder if he'll say anything about this, because remember, in the last debate, he said, I am the Democrat Party. Oh, did he? Yes, yes. he did. Yes. He didn't say, I am Spartacus. Now, I'll give him credit for that. All right, okay. But he did say, I am the Democrat Party. Oh, wow. No, I, I didn't even watch. I couldn't. And that's, and that's when he completely disavowed uh, what Schmuck from up in Maine, or, uh, Vermont and Maine said. Basically saying that uh, the left's version of the platform, even though um, he wrote it with with Biden, uh, that uh, Biden said, I am the Democrat Party. I decide what's the platform. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. I'm not making it up. Go back uh, and listen to him. Go back and listen to him. I um, Media won't tell you, but I'm telling you it because it's true. I was at a Bible study last week when the uh, debate actually started, so I didn't get to, to hear the first part of it. But uh, as I pulled out of the driveway, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll kick it on just in case. What a brave man. And uh, I drove about 200 yards before I went, uh, nope, got to turn this off. <laughs> what were you uh, listening to? The, the debate. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, the 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 thing was that I turned it on just about the time that uh, – what was it, Biden? He, did he call the uh, the president stupid? He didn't call him stupid. He Kinda called a him clown. a clown. Uh, to which you responded, and and you're ignorant or something along. And I was like, oh no, we, we've I no no. We, there's there's no there's no respect for the office. Forget the man. There's no respect for the office anymore either. And I just I, I was like, I, I have to try to drive, so I really can't listen to that on the way home. The, my blood pressure would go way too high <laughs> for driving, um, so yeah. I had to turn it off. And, and I, I have. I've I've seen a couple of clips, but I haven't gone looking for it. I just don't think I could stomach it. It's yeah. how, the, how did you handle it, Dave? Were you? I watched it because I felt like I have to watch it, yeah, right? It's All your right, because I got to be able to talk about it. Yeah. And I watched it. Problem is, it was hard to pick out 
the points that each of them were making because each of them were at by the end of it were talking over each one of yeah. themselves. The only place that it didn't happen because Biden didn't dare say anything about was law and order. And Trump dominated him during law and order, and, yeah. and rightly so. Do you share the opinion that, that Wallace was terrible? Oh, he was terrible. Yes. Yeah, I've, all I've seen is you know, quotes by it, I mean, or people commenting. I didn't see it myself. For the, like for, the, for, the final, for the final debate, not the next one. Next one is a town hall, although the, the moderator of that debate is a former intern for Biden. How did that even get approved? Yeah, that's I mean, a I mean, good I mean, question. Why would the Republicans even approve that? Yeah. yeah. But uh, the the final uh, debate that comes up at the end of the month, uh, debate, debate, because the town hall should be fairly uh, less fireworks just yeah. because of the methodology that you have to use for it. But in in the final debate, it's going to be really interesting, real So interesting. will Trump be out of the hospital in time for the— Oh, he's already out. Yeah, he's, he's out. out. Oh, he's out. He's, he's back him. at the White yeah. House. They released him oh, last night. Was that last night? Yeah, last, e- last yeah, night. evening. Oh, okay. And they're all saying, oh, this just shows you how uh, uh, Reed Hospital, the greatest military hospital now, has fallen apart. It's in shambles because he got to go back to the White House. Check this out here. I just want to quote a Bloomberg reporter. Well, when we asked if anyone on medical on the medical team recommended against taking Trump back to the White House, each one of the doctors shook their head no, but not very vigorously. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, so, so not, tr- not, look, not only I'm not making questions. that up. That was his Twitter feed. All uh, right, that's what questions. he said. But you have to answer them with enough enthusiasm to convince yeah, them. Yeah, so. conv- you get, convince me. Is is this not good enough? Is it good? Yeah, it's got to be. I don't know. All right. Oh, again, Dave. Let me, let me watch yeah, that last yeah. Time. Was like this or was it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't. I, if you're listening, you didn't get the visual on that. Go back and watch the uh, replay later of the uh, of the uh, Facebook uh, feed that we do. All right, we got to get a break in, and then we'll be back. Uh, the Bible guys are here. You got a question? Bible guys at SalemLR.com. That's uh, Bible Guys at SalemLR.com. We do have some questions. We will get to them. But I just think it's important to talk about religious liberty. And then I, I want to bring up what uh, Joe Biden called uh, pro-life Christians uh, over the weekend. Uh, don't forget about uh, our good folks out at uh, you know PI Roofing. Uh, they're ready to help you out. They're ready to do the job. Uh, maybe you've noticed a leak. Maybe you wonder if your roof is still in good condition because, you know, you had it replaced 15 years ago. Uh, if you had it done 15 years ago, most of the warranties on shingles back then was 15 to 20 years. So you might want to look at your shingles. I got pictures of my roof. I'm going to have uh, PI Roofing uh, walk it before probably springtime and take a look at it and see if I need a new roof because uh, the last pictures I saw, there was a lot of that gravel from the shingles showing up in between the areas that gravel shouldn't be at, all right? means that the gravel is washing off the shingles, and I have had one leak that they fixed for me this year. Uh, how did I get it done and have it done so that you know, I didn't have to worry about COVID-19 and all that, which, to be honest with you, I don't worry about it. 
they came out. They wore the masks. They stayed their distance. Uh, when I had to talk to the guy about what they wanted to do, he stood outside. I stood inside. And I had the door open, and we talked. We were about 15 feet, 20 feet from each other. And they'll, they'll do that for you as well. They'll work with your insurance. Uh, they'll get, if it's something that you got to get a whole roof repaired, uh, they're going to walk your roof with the appraiser from your insurance company. They'll get things taken care of for you. That's PI Roofing. Now, what's the number you call? You go, well, Dave, you got a special number. No, I don't. I'm going to give you the exact number I call when I want PI Roofing to come out. And that's 707-3551. I don't get any special treatment. 707-3551. Or visit them online. If that's the way you like to do business, do it online at piroofing.com. Now, one more thing about religious liberty. Uh, One, two things. Last night, uh, Biden tweeted that if he's elected uh, uh, president, he will make Roe v. Wade law. He will make it law. And that's what he said. I Uh, guess I always thought that it was. No, it's just by the... they yep. say it's as good as law because right. the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court. It's the Supreme Court judgment. So. Although now they see the possibility of Barrett getting on the court. Oh, and changing that. And changing that. Yeah. So well. now, and, and here's the thing. Okay, so you change it to law. What makes you think the Supreme Court won't strike it down as unconstitutional? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's I mean, a, anyway, anyway, that's, a, that's, a whole, that, that's another subject matter. Let me just say that uh, Biden... Over the weekend was talking to the Human Rights Campaign, their annual dinner in D.C., and spoke about the fight for LGBTQ rights and the need to treat everyone with dignity. And here's what he had to say. He said he criticized President Trump as being an ally for the forces of intolerance and using the White House as a literal bully pulpit. Now, Mr. Biden, the White House has been used as a bully pulpit since the first days of the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Since its inception. It's, a, it's the president speaking. He, he has. That's where bully pulpit basically came from, yeah. just so you know. But anyway, uh, he said, these forces of intolerance, speaking about the pro-life movement, remain determined pro-life and, and, uh, and pro-family. Determined to undermine and roll back the progress you all have made. Biden proclaimed during his keynote address at last weekend's LGBT fundraiser, was reported on the Todd Starnes show, quote, they are pro-lifers now. They are a small percentage of the American people, virulent people, some of them the dregs of society. And I loved what People's Magazine said. He said some of them. He didn't say all of them. <laughs> He just right. said some of them. Well, that's what Hillary said. Some of them are deplorable. They're a basket full of deplorables. Of deplorables. <laughs> All right. We, we are now the uh, we are, we are now the dregs of society, and and just incredible. This is not the party that uh, that likes Christians. Just no. saying. Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Um the, it wasn't 2016. I think it was the last uh, the last election when Obama ran. Didn't they have like a vote on the 
floor of the Democratic Convention about should they keep oh, God? Oh, they're further the, that was in Tampa Bay, so that would have been four years previous when when Romney ran. Right, and so they and so the Democrats are asking, should we keep God on the platform? Yeah, watch it. You have to watch it on on video because Democrats will say, but they put him in the platform. But did they want him in the platform? Watch the video and hear the vote. So that's what yeah. I remember. I remember that the, the people were shouting no or yeah, and but the moderator the came moderator out and said overrode it, them. Yeah, he wrote overrode. God will stay in the platform and hit down the the gavel. Yeah. Well, that's not what the people wanted. Though, no, it? it's not what. Don't they worry, wanted. I don't think God's hanging out on that platform. <laughs> See, it would have been it would have been as if Pilate, after everybody was scr- screaming right. crucify him, had said no. I'm not going to do it. Mm, yeah. But no, he did it anyway. Yeah. He bowed to the pressure. <laughs> At least the guy who had the gavel, and I forget who it was now. I should find out who his name is because he, he really had some courage at that point. Yeah. He said, uh, God stays in the, you know, in the platform and wrapped the gavel down. And the people were not happy. They were booing him. Right, right. You watch the video. You can yeah. go find it. It's not. It's yeah, not it's hard. hard. To, it's hard to imagine how how people that are really, str- really believers, strong okay. believers would 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 tolerate something like this. They may not vote for. Yeah, got to take a break. Sure. All right, because Rush is ready to speak. All right, back here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys are here. Man, we are already halfway through halfway. the hour. Oh, man. Fastest hour of my week. Yeah, really, it's quick today. Uh, if you didn't listen to our conversation about, you know, uh, religious liberty in the first half hour, you need to go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. When, when, are, when are pastors going to get serious about it? <sighs> I mean, you, you're serious about it. You guys are meeting. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give the governor credit. He's not made it mandatory. Yeah, you know, I, I will too. I'll okay, if, if he makes it mandatory, I think he leaves you guys no recourse. Then we, we have we have to the you got to obey God rather than man. Yep. And we're commanded not to forsake assembling ourselves together. End of story. Okay. We will continue. All right, with in that, some form. With that said, and we got questions. Yeah. So let's do the first question. For some reason, I've lost this one, but I knew it was important and. Scott had it right there. Yeah. Okay. It says, uh, Dear Dave, I was wondering if the Bible guys had seen the many prophecies that have been made regarding the president being reelected. Too bad Steve's not here. Yeah. Um, uh, do they think there is any val- val- validity to these? Um, and that's okay. the first part Let's of the question. Let's start with that. Um, that's a good question. Um, is there any validity to them? Well, I- I'm never going to say that God can or can't do anything. I- actually, I. God can do anything. I'm, I'm never going to take anything out of the realm of possibility that he can't do. So he's God. He's God. He can yeah. do what he wants. <laughs> uh, as for prophets, um, you know, look, do they have a track record or not? Um, do I think Trump is going to be reelected? Uh, I think short of stealing the election that he's got it won. Do I think it's possible to steal this election? Yes, I do think it's possible to steal this election. Go out and vote. Um, if, if it is overwhelming, uh, it makes it much more difficult to cheat. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, but as for the prophecies of whether or not he wins, it, it I don't know yet. I, I'm, and that's one of those things. Part of part of um, the way Scripture tells us to judge a prophet is to listen to their prophecies and then see if they come true. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're waiting to see. Yeah. Okay. And then the second part of the question is to Dave. It says, uh, 
I think I know what your position is, uh, but uh, do you think, I'll be interested, interested to hear it, do you think um, Trump will, will win or not? Yes. And do you think we'll take the House back? <laughs> no. And lastly, if Trump uh, does win the election, do you think there'll be riots as a result of that? I think there's going to be riots well, no riots. matter what. Okay. They're so we're not talking about in the news. All right. We're not talking about it in the news, but there are riots that have been ongoing, some of them for more than 100 days at this point. So, oh, yeah, there are going to be riots because they're, they're riots now. And I, I got to believe as you drive to Portland, Oregon, you can see the smoke rising. Yeah. Just saying. Go ahead. And do you think, lastly, uh, do you think that um, if Trump uh, does win at that point, do you think he'll use the military against the rioters? No. No. Now he'll yeah, follow the Constitution. Now, if the governor calls and says, we need the military because we can't control this with our National Guard, then the, the president can send in military right. uh, uh, troops. Uh, the the Comey Positatus uh, uh, Act keeps us from just sending troops into cities. Right. And so that we can keep our freedom. They, uh, now, if the, if the governor wants to use his National Guard, he can. You right. go back to the 60s, and you remember seeing soldiers on the streets? That wasn't the 101st Airborne. That was the National Guard. Right. Sometimes well-trained. Other times, like at Kent State, not so well-trained. Mm-hmm. That was the end of that question, okay. uh, the email. Yeah. All right. So, you know, that, that's the answer. And, and the exception really to that, Dave, yeah. is uh, federal buildings, right? Yes. Yeah. If- federal buildings, the president has sent in people to protect federal buildings, for instance, in Portland, right, where Antifa has been trying to, I forget which building it is, it's been trying federal to courthouse. burn it down a few times, yep. and they've been turned away. Right. Yeah. Suddenly they run you know into that, well-armed that group FBI that's, agents. That so. group that's not violent. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not violent at all. Absolutely not violent. And it's amazing that when they gather together in groups that the virus doesn't spread. No, yeah. it does not. Yeah. It, well, it does you not. know, I was thinking about it. It's probably all the heat from virus the virus are not right. starting. Right. Yeah. The, the virus, virus is scared so. of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, dear Bible guys and Dave, how should we be praying for this upcoming election? Do we pray for a certain person to win or lose? I know we can pray that the Lord's will will be done, and I'm good with that. But is there a specific way I could pray to be more effective? I'll let you guys answer, then I'll throw in my two cents worth. Yeah. Um, so I will say that your initial instinct is is always my go-to position when I'm not sure how to pray. Um, I, I'm, I'm always safe with, thy will be done. Um, I will say that I examine the positions. I'm not worried about the individual um, you know, we, we, I am worried about character. Uh, I started saying I'm not worried about their individual character. I am worried about character, but when it comes to their, their position as president, I take a look at the policies that they have pushed forward, uh, and go, is this something I can or cannot support? And there's only one party at this point that has a platform that I can at least mostly support. Um, the other party, uh, is not a party that I can stand behind at all. And therefore, that has to influence the way I vote. Yeah, yeah, and I would I would think uh, the the same way. Uh, just to be uh, asking that um, you know the Bible says the Lord sets people up and He takes people down, mm-hmm. and so you just kind of hook up with that and just um, pray for uh, you know Lord let uh, let your your will be done. I do think you can pray um, if you if you're someone who believes in the infilling of the Spirit, you can always pray in the Spirit, um, which says you always pray out the perfect will of God when you do that. Uh, and uh, but then also I think you can pray. Uh, for justice to prevail, and you can pray mm-hmm. for uh, for the right to be uh, seen. I 
You can pray, you know, that God would shed the light on the dark places. Um, you know, um, when at the, at the last, um, you know, when they when the, when they debate, you know, you can pray, Father, uh, uh, pull pull the rip the rip the bandaid off, pull the the covers back, shine light the light, let the people of America see these two men for who they are and for what they stand for. I mean, you can pray, you know, that God reveal that which has been hidden uh, right. to expose that which has been covered up. Um, and I think all of us want to see clearly. I mean, it, regardless of what party you're in, you should want to see what the truth is. And so I think you can pray um, in a specific way that the Lord would reveal those things which are being done in secret. Lord, let us see uh, these two people for who they are. And if that means you don't vote for either one of them and you just write in something, then then so be it. Um, but um, we know that God will uh, will have his way at the um, at the end of it. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the way that I would uh, go. Is it? Can people still register to vote in Arkansas? Is it too late for that? Yesterday was the last yep. day. Yesterday. Today, can't do it. Right. Can start uh, early voting on the 19th. Mm-hmm. You start showing up and start casting your ballot. Which is two weeks from yesterday, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. That and do you have, have to register right? to vote every year? Or? No. No. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you've voted in the last election, you're going to be okay. Yep. 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 Keep that in mind. And I voted... I vote whenever the polls are open. Yeah, you don't already you know, vote. Yeah, I still vote for Miss America. I'm just <laughs> really? kidding. Hell, I'm just, I'm wow. just kidding. Are we still doing that? Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't, don't only, take me serious. Only if they skip five out of six chairs yeah. and you set three rows of oh, Yeah. Uh, bottom uh, bottom line, um, yeah, voting starts on the 19th. What do you so. think of the whole mail-in voting thing, Dave? You I think don't it's like just the way it's, a, been, it's mm-hmm. been Is it it's just a way construed. for the for cheating to take place? Yes. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I think it's it is. That's what I think they're trying to do. Uh, big win in South Carolina yesterday. Supreme Court said uh, they had dropped the requirement that you needed to have a, uh, a secondary signature on your ballot with right. an address, uh, you know, confirming you are who you are. Uh, the Supreme Court said, "No, you got to do that. Yeah, yeah. you Good. still got to do that." I heard that uh, in uh, this is a couple of weeks ago that in Pennsylvania, a whole bunch of uh, absentee ballots from the military were found dumped in a ditch somewhere, and every every last one of them had voted for Trump. What a big surprise! Yeah. yeah. So you heard about that as well? Yeah. So yeah. 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 There were some found um, in a we're, dumpster. Yeah, we're going back to the way it used to be, like in the '60s, yeah. man. I'm just telling you. So it was like this in the '60s. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, right. they think that that's why Kennedy beat Nixon is because manufactured votes in Chicago. Oh, really? Cook it's, County in Illinois decided that election. I didn't know that. Mayor Daley decided that yeah. election, where they vote early and vote often. <laughs> yeah. All right? That's now, where that came from. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so in that vein, um, last election cycle, I just... I did not expect the storm that I created, but just in being funny, I when I came out of the election place and they, they handed me my sticker, the I voted, when I stepped out the door, people had been taking them off and sticking them on the door there. So there were several there. So I just got, grabbed all of those and put them on my shirt and then took my picture, <laughs> oh, posted man. on Facebook saying, yes, I voted often <laughs> and early. And you would not believe the responses that I got from that that were not particularly happy people about uh-huh. all that. Like, no, seriously, it's, it's just it's extra stickers. I prom- and they thought I that you actually had gone to different polling places, yeah. didn't they? And voted several times, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We try to keep that from happening, although... There are many Democrats uh, in the Democrat Party that would like to bring that kind of stuff back again. Right. Just saying. All right. Uh, 
You ready for this one? Yep. Let's do it. I am shocked at the hate poured out by so many people that are supposed to be Christians regarding the president and Mrs. Trump coming down with COVID-19. I just don't know how to react or what to say to people who are actually happy about this virus and some even hoping for the Trumps to die. I don't know any Christians wanting that, but many on the left do uh, do it would seem. How do we confront someone who has such ideas or should we even try? I'm simply mortified that we are at this point in political life. How have we allowed our politics to invade our faith life to the point of hoping for harm to come to people? Thank you. We'll answer that when we come back. We got a break. So we'll do that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys are here. Really important question to answer when we return. Now, here we are in the first week of October, and I'm going to talk to you about Christmas because it's important. Amen. It's, it's, it's important, especially if you're wanting a piece of jewelry that will uh, rock the world of the person you're buying that piece of jewelry for. Uh, and I'm talking about going and seeing Eric over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, he's an artisan. Uh, but he needs a little time to do his art. You don't ask an artisan to take your order uh, on one day and give you the result the next day because it usually takes longer than that. Uh, you go to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry at 3000 Cavanaugh right here in Little Rock and meet with them, and they have a, a computer. And the uh, guy's going to meet you and sit down with you. You tell him exactly what you want in the ring, and he's going to design it as you talk to him. And then you'll be able to see it in 3D. Uh, it, it, it will look just like it will look when it's made. And uh, they will, you'll say, yeah, that's what I want. Then you'll talk about what kind of stones that you want. Now, if you want diamonds, I'm going to tell you right now, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, only place to go to talk about diamonds. Eric has got more diamonds than most diamond mines have diamonds. And and they're in trays. You can look at them. You can say that one right there, and he can take it. If you needed a different cut, he can get it into a different cut. He can cut it himself. I mean, the guy knows diamonds. He knows how to handle diamonds. Uh, he doesn't want you to go on the internet. Go on the internet, you're going to get screwed. I'm going to tell you right now. Somebody will sell you a fake diamond, and you'll spend thousands of dollars for something that's not even that's glass almost, and not worth uh, nothing to you at all here is what i would like you to do give them a call uh over at their uh, place of uh, business on 3000 kavanaugh 501-246-3655 501-246-3655 set yourself up an appointment go in and see eric go see the guy that works the machine the computer make the piece of jewelry that you want get the diamonds or the colored stones gemstones that you want to go in that particular uh, piece of jewelry, and it'll be ready for you at Christmas time. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Okay, we'll have Eric on in the future to talk more about this and get into the specifics about diamonds and things of that nature. But right now, uh, a listener sent the question, and the question is not a difficult one. The, the question is a simple one. And it's, but it's a deep one. And that is, you know, I'm shocked at the hate poured out by so many people 
that are supposed to be Christians regarding the president and Mrs. Trump coming down with COVID-19. I just don't know how to react or what to say to people who are actually happy about this virus and some even hoping for the Trumps to die. So how do we confront someone who has such ideas or should we even try? I am simply mortified that we are at this point in political life. How have we allowed our politics to invade our faith life to the point of hoping for harm to come to people? So, you want to start with it, Pastor, or well, does, uh, do we want to start over to your left? Yeah, um, well, um, there's a lot of questions in there. Um, and uh, I take the, the last one and lead it up. It says, how, does it, have, we, how have we allowed um, our politics to invade our faith life? I think partly it's because pastors have been weak uh, when it comes to how we as Christians are supposed to live. Um, we have not instructed our people effectively enough on how we are to uh, to engage in uh, in political life, we've forgotten the fact that um, uh, George Washington said the reason our nation was even founded is because of the Black Robe Regiment, because of the ministers that roared from their pulpits about justice and right and wrong. And I think that we've allowed our people to um, to um, as sheep, we've allowed people to graze on anything that's out there instead of leading and guiding them in the right in the right way. So I think that's a part of why. We've allowed politics to invade our, our faith life and to invade it in a, in a very wrong way. Um, backing up on the question, you know, should we even try talking to these people? One, unfortunately, we're at a point now where people don't use logic. Right. They use emotion. And you can't reason with someone uh, that's using emotion. So, uh, so I would say that most of the time it's futile to try to talk with someone through this. Uh, you really need to be praying for the people before you even engage them and get direction from the Lord as to how you should approach it. But when someone uses emotion, it's just, you know, it's just a dog chasing its tail. You can't reason with emotion. And when people are emotionally in an upheaval, then uh, then you're then you're batting against the air. You can't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm ordering a, another hoodie. What a big surprise. <laughs> uh, I love hoodies. They're one of my you favorite pieces right of now. clothing. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, and it, it says on the front, my rights do not end where your emotions begin. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, that, that is so true. I've got to have it. I got to put it on and yeah. I got a bumper sticker. Now it says, think it's not illegal yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, the yet. Word, yet. Like Some that. people have stopped thinking. Yeah, they have. And when it's all emotion based, and I think that, that a lot of policies are just emotion based. Um, you know, what, what is, what is the saying goes, you know, I will, I judge myself based upon my intention. I judge you based upon your upon your actions. You know, and I think a lot of people base their their uh, they they justify themselves based upon their intention or their emotion about a situation. But no, you can't you can't reason with someone who's using using emotion. So it's pointless to, to try. Well, let me. I'm going to make a. a I'm going to kind of put the, the the scales out here for a second. All right, over here you got people who are saying, "Well, I hope Trump dies." Yeah. You know. And then you got people over here said, "Well, he's gay. I hope I, you know, I hope he dies, and and that God's got a hot place in hell for him." Mm-hmm. There's no difference, right? Both of these are wrong, and they um, they do not express the nature of the God of the Bible. No, um, God wants everyone, uh, and I, Scripture says this is the will of God that none should be lost. Um, the moment <clears throat> someone dies. Their opportunity to get right with God, uh, the time for that has passed, and um, we want everyone to we be want saved. Yes, everyone, 
Um, this will sound extremely controversial, but I hope in Hitler's final final moments that he managed to find God. Um, I might not shake his hand when I show up, but I hope he had that moment. Uh, I hope everyone has that moment at some point, uh, regardless of the lifestyle you have lived, regardless of what it is you've done in your life. I hope in your final moments that you have the opportunity to meet the God of the universe, the God who loves you and desires for you not to spend eternity separated from him. This is the entire love story written from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, I don't wish for anyone to die. And it, I think it is a uh, an act of evil for you to be sitting out there wishing for someone to die. Yeah, especially in their sins. Right. Yes. Don't want that to happen. All right. We're out of time, guys. Pastor, we thank you. What thank time? You, sir. What time did the doors open in uh, Agape? Oh, this coming Sunday, uh, we are having a special extravaganza for Tabernacles at at ten uh, thirty on Sunday morning. All right, there you go, Billy. Have a great week, yes, sir. Talk to you next week. with you at six o'clock here on the dave ellswick show we do the final hour each week at six uh here on uh, the radio station because of uh, uh financial issues live which comes on at eight o'clock and uh, they wanted to buy uh, three hours and to be able to do that they had to start at eight so it goes from eight to eleven it then stops and Rush Limbaugh comes on. So keep that in mind. Uh, so I, in my last hour, I moved to 6 p.m., which uh, is not bad. You can listen to me going to work and coming home. And that's not a bad thing. At least in my opinion, it's not a bad thing. Some of you might go, I can't get away from him. Now, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, Elizabeth Sotolaro is here. She's my special guest today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, of course, at 7.05, we'll hear from uh, Congressman French Hill at uh, the 6 o'clock hour. It's Joe and Duck. They'll give you some car uh, information that always uh, – I've had more than a few people say, man, it's like they knew what was wrong with my car. Uh, <laughs> and they can give you if – you, if you have a question for them, mention this right now. Send it to me, Dave, at – SalemLR.com. Dave at Salem, S A L E M L R.com. And if I get it today or early tomorrow, very early, by the way, I'll be able to ask them live, uh, or not live on the air, but on the air so that they can answer your question and you can hear it at six o'clock. Elizabeth, uh, you made a mention of something just a moment ago. That was very true. Not a whole lot of talk going on about rioting right now. I mean, they're not doing. Nope. Por- they're not talking about Portland anymore because nope. that's passe. I mean, 
it's like it's not the sexy topic that they're it was. still doing what they're doing over there yeah now here uh th- there is a story today on fox that broke four hours ago talking about what's going on in los angeles uh la protesters gather outside police headquarters smash windows of nearby building one was arrested uh dozens of protesters gathered in downtown los angeles now this is kind of playing out like it did back in the 60s. Uh, in 68, when Detroit went up in flames and the south side of Chicago and Watts went up in flames and uh, parts of uh, New York and uh, Detroit and, and other areas, the only reason Detroit didn't burn to the ground, to just a cinder, is because the Detroit Tigers baseball team was uh, winning a pennant and the uh, and the uh, uh, World Series, and there have been documentaries done by that. It actually brought black and white people together as they rooted and cheered on back then when their sports tigers still could do that. Well, no, that, yeah, because now, now sports have uh-uh. have caused part of the divide. The NBA. In their in their finals, they're down eighty six percent in viewership. Aw, yeah, eighty six percent. Because they're not just playing ball. And yeah, it could be. I mean, come on. You know, they got Black Lives Matter everywhere. Yeah, I think that has make something. It all about that. You, well, you make it where certain portions of the of your society of your your fandom your base is not welcome. That's what happens. They don't spend the money. It's going to be hard right. to pay those multi-million dollar salaries it's on. It's going to get that way. What is it? Eighty something percent down. But the ones that are in there now, they don't care. They got their money. That's probably true too. Yeah. So uh, a tactical alert was issued by the Los Angeles Police Department in response to this demonstration. Uh, Bill Malugan, who works for Fox Eleven. Uh, said that the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department reportedly sent mobile field forces to the area to assist the LAPD and restore order. The group was gathered in front of the LAPD headquarters near Main and First Streets. Again, notice that it's dozens and not hundreds or thousands now. Uh, It's losing, it seems like to me, even in Kentucky, where they had the Brianna Taylor deal go down there wasn't uh, it wasn't like uh, what happened up in minnesota where thousands of people showed up uh, officers stood on guard as demonstrators some carrying umbrellas i don't understand that completely but oh i know uh, some carrying umbrellas tore down barriers outside the the building uh, videos on social media showed a few of the protesters breaking windows at a building near where the group was situated a type of uh, smoke bomb or device was apparently also set off during the protests. At least one protester was captured on video standing in front of a police vehicle in the middle of Spring Street where he avege- uh, allegedly shouted, Kill me and do it. I effing dare you. Um, and I'm sure someone with a video camera was nearby to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. Was, there was a video of it. Of course. I, I've got the video right here, but I set will up. not be sharing that with you. Uh, the group would later move south through the downtown area away from police headquarters, and at least one person was arrested, according to the station. It's not c- clear which group organized the protest. There several. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, others. 
Uh, earlier on Monday night, demonstrators had gathered in Glendale, California, located about eight miles north of downtown Los Angeles. Uh, by the way, uh, close to the Salem corporate buildings, uh, they were there to support Armenia amid the Azerbaijan conflict. On Saturday, protesters blocked a California freeway to bring attention to the conflict between the neighboring nations. See, this is spilling over into all kinds of stuff. Now, uh, by the way, don't miss the show Thursday. Uh, Thursday, first hour, of course, J.R. Davis and uh, Seth will be here. Uh, I'll be talking to me. Seth may be in studio that day. But coming into the studio that day to be with me is Ed Monk. And Ed's going to talk about something really important. What happens if you find yourself on a freeway or on a side street or whatever, and suddenly you come upon a protest and you find yourself in the middle of it and you didn't want to be there, but now you are? What and how should you act? Mm Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to be with me in the um, 7 o'clock hour, and then we'll do the 8 o'clock hour, which will be for 6 o'clock in the evening as well, and uh, and talk about that. And you might be surprised at some of the things that he's going to say. Um, I agree, by the way, with what he, he told me. We talked over this on uh, lunch uh, last week as we started making our plans to do the show. Uh, tomorrow, uh, during part of the show, we're going to have the folks from uh, uh, Little Rock at the uh, Pregnancy Center on to talk about an event that's coming up, and we want to talk about that with them and uh, let you know about it. It's going to be a virtual event, so you can do it by computer. So that's all coming up. Bruce tries to be on with me to talk about that. All right, with that all said, let's get back to talking about, again, uh, the um, some of these people that are getting out and uh, still uh, causing problems and breaking windows and uh, raising cane and blocking traffic and all the things that they're doing, Elizabeth. But there's not as many. Seems like uh, it's tuned down a little bit. I don't think there's anything surprising about that since the Democrats saw their numbers plummeting uh while they were not speaking out against it and and probably had their fingers involved in it uh now they're um, you know they're being quiet and not and and then you got that one spot that's got biden on it saying uh, we, we don't stand for this kind of stuff blah 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 it took him long enough to get around to it <laughs> but uh you know we don't stand for this stop it quit it go home so um they, they've they pulled backs. Any surprise in that to you? Well, in California, maybe up north, the weather has an effect, just like it did many, many years ago. When summer is here, it's hot. You know, everybody's outside. The weather changes. You're right. They go inside. They quit protesting. They stay stay hidden a little more. Stay warm. But, the you know, the focus has changed a little bit, and I think <laughs> they've been a little slow to pick up on the idea that, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's all the rioting and the violence and so forth was taken over. That message, which is valid to some degree, has been completely ruined by everything else and pushed them completely out of the, you know, the town square. Nobody wants to hear about it. So maybe they woke up and realized. And, of course, it's also getting very close to November the 3rd. 
And I think they are figuring out that it's not helping them at the ballot box. So, you know, I mean, what was it a couple of weeks ago? Biden said, you know, you need to stop this stuff. And overnight it stopped. Yeah. How funny. But he has nothing to do with it. No, of course. Not. Never. Mm-mm. The uh, I am the Democrat Party. But we can't talk about what we stand for. He's we don't got know. That on his, you know I, I'm sure he's going to get a button that says I am. <laughs> The Democrat Party. You got to do that. I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's one that, yeah, you know, it's kind of the, the Spartacus thing. Uh, let me give you, because you know, he made that, boy, he couldn't have made that any clearer during the debate. And then he talked about, you know, Bernie and, uh, you know, how, what he believed and all that. And he says, it don't matter. I am the Democrat Party. It's probably the only thing he could remember. I mean, but that, you know, as far as what he just, you know what he just told you if you're, one of the radical leftists out there, go screw yourself. <laughs> well, isn't that what they sort of told Bernie support Bernie Sanders supporters last time? Around? Well, yeah, go we screw yourself. We don't care about you. Put it where the sun don't shine. This year too. Yeah, put it where the sun don't shine. I still say the internal fight in the Democrat Party is a heavier. You think it's fight ongoing? It's ongoing, and I think there are huge numbers of people that are not happy. Either they are moderates and they don't like this leftist go go round. Or they're Bernie Sanders supporters, and they're still ticked, and they have every right to be. Yeah. All right. So in Ohio, they had a meeting. Shift in Ohio vote tallies after election, not a sign of something nefarious. The Secretary of State says. You mean nefarious with Nefarious. Thank you for that. Sorry. (laughs) As officials in the key battleground state of Ohio prepare for an unprecedented surge in mail-in ballots. Now, we're going to do election night coverage here and i haven't talked to her yet but i'm wanting to have elizabeth here uh in studio from seven to ten on election night just just so you know we'll talk about it after we get off we're going to go to breakfast after we get done so we can talk about it then and it, it not after election night but don't get really don't <laughs> don't don't get mean with me because it'll look really bad if i'm on my hands and knees <laughs> At IHOP begging. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll have election night coverage, but don't expect us to be able to call a winner. No. In the presidential race. If we even knew, the media will not allow it. I can promise you that right now. Okay. So, uh, Ohio is preparing for an unprecedented surge in mail-in ballots, and we're going to get that here in Arkansas as well. Uh, look, we've had the Secretary of State, John Thurston, on and he has said normally it's like two, three, four percent. They're expecting sixteen to twenty percent. In our county, when I last absentee. checked, in Faulkner County, when I last checked, um, now I worked on absentee ballots personally. I helped with that screening process in two thousand and fourteen, I believe it was. We had about twelve hundred. My understanding last week in Faulkner County about three thousand at this point. Two to three times as much. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, though, that they're going to get a lot in this next week or two. People realize they've got to do it. They've yeah. got to do it. Gotta so, um, yeah. And right. there's money out there for all these organizations to help. Uh, if you're putting on elections, there's money. We can talk about that another day. Yeah. yeah well, we, and then we might talk about it when we come back because it's important, especially in Faulkner County. Yeah, and other counties as well. Money from the uh, from Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, we'll talk and about his it. wife. But right now, I got things I got to play for you so we can pay so that we can talk about things like this. So we'll do that right now here in the 6 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. 
Let's continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I was telling you a story about uh, in Ohio. Let me tell you a little bit more about Ohio, and then I'm going to tell you about Arkansas and specifically uh, Faulkner County. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose wants to make it clear that any shift in voting tallies after Election Day should not be taken as an indication of wrongdoing. More than 2 million Ohio residents requested mail-in ballot applications prior to the start of early voting, uh, which started yesterday, doubling the count at the same time in 2016 and 2012. Ballots in the state are counted up uh, for up to 10 days after Election Day, uh, as long as they are postmarked by November 2nd, meaning that election results displayed on the night of November 3rd are going to be unofficial and include all votes received through any method by 7.30 local time. LaRose, a Republican, said the state will have Pretty conclusive results on election night if early returns show President Trump or Democratic nominee Joe Biden winning the state by a wide margin. But if the race is close, he acknowledged that it could take three weeks or more to know the final results as election officials work to tabulate mail-in and provisional ballots. Now, let me warn you about something. Let me take you back to 2000. Mm-hmm. and florida mm-hmm. and hanging chat mm-hmm. what is going to happen if they're saying that it, if, if this is the case for most states across the united states both parties are going to send huge contingents of uh, lawyers to every site that ballots are being counted and uh, they're going to contest every ballot they think they have to contest for their candidate. And what stopped all that down when it happened in Florida? The with, Supreme Court stopped it. We've done enough recounting. We're done now. Period. Because it will not stop. I, I already believe I, that's true. Yeah. It, so Be prepared. It's coming. Yeah, it is coming. And, and we will not know. That's why I believe that the Democrats are making every effort they can to slow down the confirmation hearing at Barrett. Because yes. they don't want her to be uh, on the court. On the court when the election comes up because then it makes it a nine-member court That's right. again. That's Just keep exactly that in mind. Right. So that if it came down to do we vote or do we not vote anymore, uh, what they're, they're, they're putting their hopes in is they could split it 4-4 and that would keep whatever had happened before in a state, for instance, uh, and uh, you had a, an appellate court or whatever hear it, they make a decision, it gets up to the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court is uh, split, it's got to go right back to the court. Yeah, it, it might as well not have gone to the Supreme Court. That's it correct. It usually bumps back to what happened. Correct. That's right. Trying to get everybody to understand. Uh, in fact, uh, quite the contrary, bad things aren't happening, LaRose said. It's a sign that the legal process is being allowed to play itself out so that every legally cast vote can be tabulated. And he's saying three weeks. They can count. I'm telling you, they count the the ballots in a matter of days, but he's saying three weeks or more because he knows how many are going to be contested. I'm just saying. And he's a Republican. Yep, it's coming. He's a Republican. He's trying to do a good job, I guess. It's coming. (laughs) 
You know, it, it, it just let you know that it, it, it is coming. I expect that some of it to wash over here in Arkansas as well. There's no doubt. I don't see how it can. Well, and let's add into this picture that, late, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, Facebook and Twitter, among other social sites, are already saying you won't be allowed, basically, to tweet unless they agree with, you know, their fact checkers agree with what you're saying. And, of course, I promise you that none of their fact checkers are going to agree with anything conservatives have to say that night on social media. So don't think that you're going to be able to go to social media and find out what's really going on nope. because they're going to clamp that down tight. Yeah. I really believe they they're will. They're shut it down. And they're saying they're going to shut it down. Now, we got two minutes. I'm going to get you to start something. I'm going to let you finish it when we come back. And that has to do with Faulkner County, and you're talking about money from Facebook and Twitter and and all the rest. Evidently, Faulkner County accepted money from Zuckerberg. Yeah, we went after a grant. Uh, It's a nationwide uh, program through something called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And a lot of the money that is involved in these grants, they're available all across the country. Faulkner County has sought and received a $62,800 grant to help put on the elections because of the extra costs involved. But there's more to that story. Yeah, we're going to get to it. So stick around. You'll want to hear it. You won't want to miss this. Uh, this is why you listen to my show, because you hear stuff like this that not going to hear at other places. Has this been you reported in the other parts of any parts of other media? Uh, there are there's information out there on it, but I had to dig around a little bit to find out. This is on FaulknerCountyReports.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know how many other Arkansas counties the organization giving out the grants isn't giving any details as to how many people. But there's more to the story. Okay, and with that, we'll also remind you that another police officer here in Arkansas has been murdered. And another one hurt in Pine Bluff. In Pine Bluff, and we'll bring that up to you as well. But first, we got the news. We're going to give you some news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've been giving you news anyway, but we've got more news coming your way, this time from uh, Salem Media. They join us right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, second half hour of the Dave Ellswick Show during the 6 o'clock hour. Glad you're with us. And we we gave you a little bit of information it was called a tease, so that you'd come back and listen in this segment. We're glad you're with us. If you're watching on Facebook right now, you're seeing this done live. This was recorded earlier today. But if you were watching on Facebook, you got to see us do it in real time. Uh, but now at 6 o'clock, we're replaying it back for you uh, as you drive in your car. And uh, Elizabeth Sotolaro, who is part of my show, she does a lot more than just appear on Tuesdays. Uh, she blogs. Uh, she uh, does my social media, keeps it on track, makes sure people aren't uh, trying to hijack it, which has been done a couple of times, and she's come to the rescue and taken it back from other people. Uh, and uh, she's here today. So you said that uh, Faulkner County applied for a grant from uh, Zuckerberg. It's money that uh, Facebook put into a, an organization to go out to um, not just here in Arkansas, not just in Faulkner County, but across the United States. You betcha. 
an organization called Center for Tech and Civic Life. Did you do much background check on them? I'm still doing some of that, but okay. it is a leftist organization, okay. mostly funded by leftist organizations and groups, and Mark Zuckerberg and his wife recently donated, I can't decide, I can't figure out, a couple hundred, bu- a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah. $300 million. It's only a couple hundred bucks. Sorry. A whole lot of money. <laughs> they uh, got more millions money. Millions and millions. The whole idea, this organization says on its website that it is uh, bipartisan and that it is all about helping with elections. Um, they have opened up a program, grant money available to any organization that needs help. Well, many of them do just because of the sheer volume of absentee ballots and so forth. Uh, there's a little more to it, though. Um Hmm. What do you have to do? What do you? What kind of fealty do you have to pledge to get this money? The grant process, as best I could tell, was fairly straightforward. You basically just said, "I'm responsible for elections." It can be your election commission. It can be any other official. It doesn't even have to be the election commissions, which is a little hinky. And you only need to tell them, you know, how many voters you have in your, you know, area, and a couple of basics that are public knowledge. They are giving out the money all across the country, supposedly available to anybody who applies. No matching, no requirement later, except you have to turn in a little report, say how you spent the money. Sounds okay. Sounds fair. But when you start looking at this organization, (laughs) what you find is, like I say, they're totally backed by the left. And uh, just in the last few days, there's been some lawsuits filed. They have spent a lot of money, given a lot of grant money, to the jurisdictions in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, some of these areas where we're really... Swing states. Swing states. And so Republicans have filed a lawsuit and said, uh, no, there's a law and, a, and a, a ruling, a bill that says you cannot give money, private money, to federal election operations like this. And they're trying to say, of course, it is because they're swaying the elections. Um, So we have two stories going on at the same time. On the surface of it, you have a grant program to help all these jurisdictions with this massive influx of mail-in and absentee balloting that has to be processed. And most organizations, most election commissions, counties, and so forth here in Arkansas, it's counties. We're not really set up for those numbers. And so, yes, it's been a struggle, and it's been a push. It's been a little hard. So the money is very attractive. Okay, a lot of people are going to say, well... Come on, Dave, Elizabeth, they can't, how are they going to sway, you know, Biden over Trump here? Well, maybe that's not what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to sway a local election. It reminds me, and and it's just my analogy, it reminds me of George Soros going into these very small areas and financing the elections for the prosecutors because he can basically win that, that small race in a local area because of the money. Their requirements are talking about things like early, you know, we want to help you with early in-person voting. We want to help you with poll worker recruiting and training. We want to help you buy your PPE. We want to help you with voter education about registration. So it starts to get a little interesting. Um, here's again, my here's my thing. You want to help with PPE? Send it. Well, don't and, send just don't send money. Send the equipment. I think it's interesting also, I haven't put all this together yet for a big story, but the fact of it is there is money available for the, through the CARES Act for this as well. But this is coming from a different source. 
and I just find it interesting. Um, I asked our county clerk in Faulkner County where she learned about the grant because I wrote the story for FaulknerCountyReports.com, and she said, I heard it from a vendor. I haven't figured out what vendor that is. The best I can tell, the folks giving out the grant aren't a vendor. They have nothing to do with, you know, the machines or the printing of the ballots or any of that sort of thing. So I'm kind of trying to figure that one out. Um, I'd like to know how many other counties in Arkansas have taken money from this organization. It's just an interesting thing. Would they, do, you, do they not have to report to the Secretary of State of, you know, to, to Thurston's office that they're accepting money? I don't know. I don't know yet. I just, like I say, when the lawsuit popped up yesterday, we had just found out about this grant money uh, being given to Faulkner County. Just found out about it a week ago. We put up a, an article on our blog about it because we do watchdogging for Faulkner County government. And so we wanted, you know, hey, we $62,000 that our county doesn't have to come up with to help pay. In our case, I think they're paying for uh, PPE and maybe some extra salaries and some things of that sort, you know, routine expenses. But our county doesn't have to come up with it. But, you know, money always has strings. Money always has strings. So it's a very curious thing. Like, say, on the surface of it, it looks fair, looks fair until you start finding out who's bringing in the money and where it's coming from, that's a little concerning. Well, it would seem to me that the state, uh, and especially the secretary of state's office, should have to know where money is coming from and how it's being spent if, in fact, money is coming in uh, to help out uh, a county do some, something. I mean, if, if, if it was me, let's say that I was independently wealthy, and I'm not. But if I were and I wanted to write a million-dollar check uh, to the uh, election folks in Faulkner County so they could hire some extra people or whatever, uh, I would assume that that has to be – you know what assume means. All right, I won't (laughs) go into that. But the bottom line is I would assume that the Secretary of State – should know that there's additional monies in that county uh, being used from other people. Well, the interesting thing is there is a federal law. I was trying to find the real name of it here. It is the Help America Vote Act of 2002, and it prohibits private money being given to organizations that are running elections. So, Here is this story here about uh, what's happening in Wisconsin. Conservative group has asked a federal judge to block Wisconsin's five largest cities from accepting $6.3 million in grants to help stage November elections. The suit says the money is bribed to increase turnout in Democrat strongholds. It's the nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life who announced the grants in July as part of the Wisconsin Safe Voting Plan. But the lawsuit was filed last week, Thursday, in federal court. Wisconsin Voters Alliance, seven of its members, claim grants like this violate federal election law. The law says only states have the discretion about how to implement federal election law. And they say that this law, Help America Vote Act, is being violated. Um, They've given this... Center for Tech Life has given over $2 million to Milwaukee, $1.2 million to Madison, 
a million dollars to Green Green Bay, Kenosha, Racine. They're they're heavily seeding some of the organization, uh, some of the locations in Wisconsin with their money. Now, the suit says a government's election policy that favors demographic groups is the equivalent to disfavoring those demographic groups. And, of course, these are heavily being seeded heavily into these Democrat strongholds where we already have major problems with voting. So I don't know how that suit is going to affect what may or may not be happening. This this grant program is still ongoing. It took our county less than two weeks to turn in the grant application. The money was in hand. Okay. I just sent John Thurston a text that says, John, can a county accept money to help with elections? Understand Faulkner County has accepted money from group backed by Zuckerberg, period. How much was the money again? In, in our county, it's $62,807.50. Okay. <laughs> now, how it got to that specific amount, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. And I just retexted sixty-two k. Yeah, $62,000. Okay, so he'll have it. And again, so I mean, it's that's attractive. Just, I'm, I think it's a, this is a, a viable question because we only know of Faulkner County. I mean, Pulaski County asked for it. Has, has uh, Lone Oak, has, have any other counties around here asked Celine, anybody else? You know me, Dave. I've spent two days trying to dig up You're a digging. list of who got the money, and they are not releasing it. Have you ever seen the claws on a Wolverine? There are these huge (laughs) claws that they can dig, and I mean destroy things. That's the claws that you're releasing when you turn Elizabeth loose on a story. (laughs) She digs it up, man. She gets out there and starts digging. I'm just telling you, it's good. good, That's why you're part of this show. Well, we can't find out. I don't believe, from what I'm reading, I saw the Center for Tech and Civic Life. Doesn't that sound like a right-wing organization? Not really to me. But but it doesn't sound nefarious. See, I actually said it right this time. (laughs) Between, no, uh, I just worry. I just worry. I don't, I don't trust it. Let me just say it that way. I don't trust it. All the things that we've now learned about what the Democrats have actually done, and we know for a fact with Obama and Hillary and Spygate, all that other stuff. I just I just don't trust this whole situation. And you know Mark Zuckerberg is not going to spend $300 million unless he thinks he's going to get something for it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, he and his wife together, $300 million, I don't know. It's well, very concerning. Do, do they have shared accounts or do they have separate <laughs> accounts? I'm just I asking. No idea. You know, inquiring minds want to know. I well, mean, I bet just, you there's a prenup in place, too, somewhere oh, along the line I'm, in that picture. But duh. that's a whole other conversation. Uh-huh. they got to protect their money from each other, you know. Um, no, I'd, I'd really be interested to hear Mr. Thurston's opinion. And, I, again, until the lawsuit was filed, then I started reading about this Help America Vote Act. Supposedly, this is not legal. So right. I'm so interested. if you're in Faulkner County, before you spend the money, wait a moment. Because did you call the Secretary of State's office and ask, can we do this? Which you should have. But we'll take a break and let that question just dangle. And uh, we'll be back with more in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Last segment on a Tuesday. Elizabeth, it's gone too fast. It always goes fast. It's gone too fast. A lot of good information thus far this hour. Let's finish up with something uh, that is sad to report. We've had another officer 
lose his life in the line of duty uh, in Pine Bluff. And I'm going to turn this over to Elizabeth. She's got the information right in front of her. This happened on Monday, and it was at the Ocano Lodge in Pine Bluff. Uh, Don't know any more about it, except there was a shooting. Two officers were shot. Officer Ken Collins has died. And he was a member of the Violent Crimes Unit and had been working for Pine Bluff Police Department for about five years. The other officers in stable condition uh, because they're saying that the gentleman who passed is working for the Violent Crimes Unit. My assumption might be that there was something going on. It wasn't just, you know, a phone call and they showed up and something occurred. Uh, But that's the only information that's out there at this time. It is a national news story now because, of course, we've lost a police officer. Yeah. So... uh, he has passed away, but you said it was in response to a call. Uh, maybe. I said I don't know okay. because he's in the, right. the, the gentleman who died is in the violent crimes unit. Okay, so we don't know yet, as we have seen in other areas of the country, ambushes being set up. I mean, I, I forget where was it. I think it was in Compton, uh, another edition. They caught the guy that shot the police officers that were sitting in their yes. police car. But I don't know if they've caught the individuals that ambushed those police officers where they made a call, the police responded, and people with guns met them at the scene of the call. Well, here's an update. I'm looking at several different articles now about this. It says the Pine Bluff Police Department says, uh, sorry, this was a state police, Arkansas State Police statement, that the Pine Bluff Police Department officers arrived at a motel shortly after noon on Monday and were met with gunfire, adding that the officers were working in connection with an ongoing local criminal investigation. Okay. So it does appear to be maybe not an ambush, but they knew that the, the officers were on their way. When they showed up, they when were they ready up, for them. And it was a local detective who died, and uh, he was probably the first one. You know, he was probably yeah. the one in front. And his, his um, name again was? His name is Kevin... Collins, he's 35. Wow. The uh, lieutenant who was injured is 42, and his injuries are not life-threatening. Yeah, makes me wonder. I I don't know anything about Kevin. I don't know if he has a family, if he's got children. 35, he might. Uh, And, you know, whether he does or not, our condolences to anybody who's related to him about this happening. This kind of, you know, this stuff happens more often than we want to. These and, are the people that go toward the stuff. Yeah, they're they run in. Us. They're like the firemen. They run into the fire and not away from the fire like all the rest of us do. And rightly so. We're not trained for the most part. We might we might run up with our garden hose, but probably not. It says also the state police says two police, uh, sorry, two people believed to be involved with the shooting were wounded, treated for non-life-threatening injuries, later released for questioning no other information about that. There was a third detective on the scene, was not injured. Okay, so there were say three they were, of them. They were injured in the shooting, and they were released? For questioning. Okay, in other so words, they, they were, let them out of the hospital okay. so the police could talk to them. Okay, so they, they took them to the room where they set them down and, I would and talked to them. I would hope. Okay, that's good, interrogated it's them. It's just heartbreaking, though. It doesn't have any, I, I'm just not seeing a whole lot more information, but apparently an ongoing investigation. Of well, some yeah, it, it will come out as the investigation proceeds. And again, it is in national media now, which, you know, in the past. By the way, I am have, not I am not calling for the burning down of neighborhoods oh, uh, gosh, as, no. as, as the left does. 
I'm saying, like I always say, wait until we have all the information about what happened. Period. Thank you. Got to have the facts. You know, the 48-hour rule on, on media. We used to be social media. Now it's all media. 48 hours before you really can say that you know what you're That's about the truth. The I mean, fact. that's what... That's and what Ed Monk then. says all the time. He says, you got to wait a few days before so. you're going to know what really went down. So uh, I'll talk to this. I'll talk to Ed about this uh, more on Thursday uh, for the simple reason that he is an auxiliary officer in Whitehall. Pro- he may know the person involved in Pine Bluff. I don't know. I'll, well, I'll text him to find out. Then he knows who he is. Yeah. Monk is going to be with us Thursday to talk about what should you do if uh, you find yourself in the bad position of driving into some kind of uh, riot or uh, protest march and the people like surround your car and stuff. Like, what should you do? Maybe you're armed. What should you do? Maybe not what you think you would like to do. I'm just telling you. Uh, Ed's going to talk about it, and and be uh, careful. you'll be able to call in and ask questions, and uh, we'll talk uh, uh, about that and you know, here we, on the Dave Ellswick Show. We were talking earlier about all this stuff going on in California still, and one of the things that you don't see a lot in the news is that there are a lot of incidents in California, just like you say, people are just doing their normal thing, driving in their car, go around a corner, and all of a sudden they're engulfed by a group of people that want to bang on the car and break the windows out and all this stuff. It's happening a lot all over the place in California, and you don't see it in Yeah, the did you see the video of the uh, police officer, the motorcycle police officer that ran over a protester because they were coming around him, and he yes. gunned it to get yes. out of it? Yes. Don't blame him. Yes. You know, we've we've seen... The videos, and we've seen the stories, and it's gone on for quite some time, of people being pulled out of their vehicles and assaulted by these, uh, quote, peaceful uh, demonstrators. You know, the, uh, it was a, uh, except for the uh, burning down of three city blocks, the peaceful demonstration, you know, the, the media likes to. Uh, talk about peaceful demonstrations and not don't like to talk about did you see we it was you to sent me the information about ap style book right don't call oh, it a yeah. riot now oh yeah no can't is that what it is? Riot. you can't call it a no. riot because that's racist that's divisive that's that's dangerous it's a problem you, you know when you control the language we won't be able to talk to one another that that you is know, I mean, 1984 Thank folks you. it really is going to and what a great word for newspeak, and that's yes. what we're getting. Another little tidbit before we go. You mentioned umbrellas earlier. Yeah, what about that? Here's a hint for you. Okay. In 2014, Hong Kong. Oh, gotcha. When they, had, had, they, they opened up the They called it the umbrella revolution right. because the people on the streets had them, and they used them, and they're now using them. Because I looked this up as well. I was like, what's the deal with the umbrellas? Yeah. They're not a really effective tool for this. But you open it and you hold it toward the tear gas and the rubber bullets. No, and, try to you hold know, it back. Also in front of your face so they can't see who you are. You can stab wow. people with it. i got to be honest with you. I don't know if an umbrella would stop a rubber bullet. It's a pretty pathetic weapon, but it's been very effective in many ways. Thank you, Elizabeth, for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show today. I'm back with you 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Don't forget, uh, we'll have French Hill on at 7.05 tomorrow night at 6 at this time. 
Duck and Joe talking about cars. Until then, have a great day.